0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the November 1st, 2015 edition of The Court Report. This is episode number two of season three of The Court Report on the Nachum Segal Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Segal Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. You can send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. that's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G, or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is yls Guy. that's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y, because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that time, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry and the entire gang a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Thank you once again, Crown Trophy for your continuing sponsorship. You've been with us for the last two years and we look forward to many, many, many thrilling seasons ahead of us. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official, analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week right here on The Court Report. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of last season's shows, and season one as well, as well as this coming season's episodes. You'll be able to send in comments for each show as well. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. I hope everyone had an amazing week. As I said, it is Sunday, November 1st, uh, which means a couple of things. First of all, uh, happy Daylight Savings, everyone. I hope everyone set their clocks back, and I'm sure they did, because if you did not, then you aren't listening to this show right now. So great job in remembering, and uh, looking forward to many daylight hours ahead of us. Also, today was Marathon Sunday. Congratulations to all those who participated. If you are still currently participating, keep it up. I'm sure the finish line is right ahead of you. Also, um, in a matter of an hour, the Mets will be participating in Game Five of the World Series. Hopefully, the Mets can win and uh, pull this back to to uh, to at least a very close series. And let's let's go New York. Hopefully, uh, we can bring another championship home to the New York crowd. On the Yeshiva League front, it was an amazing week in Yeshiva League sports. Um, Last week, for those who listened in, we did our varsity preview for the for the a Hockey League. Uh, unfortunately, we could not get to the JV uh, preview because of some technical difficulties with our audio that resulted from the interview with Mo Fuchs. We are still attempting to work those out. I had hoped that we would be able to get it up and running this week, but uh, we still have a few more kinks to work out. So I think what we're going to do is this week, we are just going to go through... Our basketball preview, and next week, uh, when I am uh, while I am away at Memphis, we're going to have a we'll have a special half-hour episode just dedicated to the JV hockey league. Uh, I mean, just as well, we'll have the we'll have the. Uh, We'll have the interview with uh, Mo Fuchs. We'll throw in a couple of other scores and highlights from the league next week. But I think that for the most part, this is the, uh, this is a great way to do it because I had an amazing interview with Judah Ryan this week uh, in regards to basketball. Judah Ryan, columnist for the Five Town Jewish Times and also the co-director of of MVP basketball camp, uh, we spent a very long time just discussing basketball. We probably could have gone a lot further. Um, there was so much and uh, so much information and so much interesting tidbits going back and forth that we really could have stayed uh, uh, in conversation for quite a few hours on it. And that just goes to show how interesting the basketball seasons are going to be this year. So uh, when we get to that, I hope that uh, I hope that you enjoy and that uh, you take. some Something out of it, so uh, we're actually going to get to that right away because we spent a lot of time on hockey last week and we let off with hockey. This week we're going to lead off with basketball. We may not get too much in terms of recaps. So that may have to wait until next week or the week after when we get back to our normal, uh, our normal full hour show with. Uh, With uh, with all the with the tournament taken care of, I'll be going. And as I said, I'll be going down to the Cooper tournament, which starts this coming Wednesday. Uh, Sorry, this coming Thursday. I'll be flying down this coming Wednesday, and we'll feature four Yeshiva League teams. I hope to get a couple of uh, interviews and uh, some nice uh, some nice recaps to bring back for you uh, for the week after. But right now, we're going to get into uh, the interview that I had with Judah Ryan. Again, this is the interview. This is the uh, preview for the JV and Varsity Basketball 2015-2016 season. Please welcome to the show Judah Ryan. Judah is the editor of the 5TJT Sports Center column in the five-town Jewish times. Welcome to the show, Judah. Thank you, Elliot. Not only is Judah a columnist, but Judah has also coached in the MYHSBL, is the co-commissioner of the National Council of Young Israel Basketball League, but most importantly for the purposes of our discussion today, is also the co-director of MVP Basketball Camp. Judah, you've been around the league for a very, very long time. You've been coaching for 30-plus uh, 30, uh, 30 years, I believe?
1: Yes, I've been involved in uh, youth basketball for 30 uh, 30-
0: uh, so, in your years as a coach, what's the most important aspect for our players to carry with them through their high school careers and later on as well?
1: Well, uh, in my, um, my coaching philosophy uh, details over the years, it's more than X's and O's. It's more than just the final score. Uh, I teach my players throughout, whether it's in middle school, high school, to be a bench both on and off the court. See, we have an opportunity in the metro area. Uh, a tremendous opportunity to play against other Yeshiva players, other boys that go to Yeshiva, uh, whether we know them from camp or from the neighborhood and so on. Uh, but it's important for us to act like a bench. Uh, all my players, when we play our games, they wear their pods, they shake hands after the games, and they display a sense of sportsmanship, which is key. Uh, obviously, I'm as passionate as anyone, and I teach the boys to do their best, Try and win, but it only comes from practice, practice, practice. But the key is, is that they play for the name on the front of their uniform, not for the name on the back of their uniform. Overall teamwork so that they can do their best and maximize the whole team experience.
0: And you're, you're currently coaching now as well, correct?
1: Yes, I'm currently coaching. uh, I'm back at my alma mater. I'm coaching at the the Toshiba Blackbush the 7th grade boys team is my second year there.
0: Perfect. Now, most of the players that we are about to discuss, you've had the chance to see recently in MVP, correct? That's correct. Uh, how long have you been a part of MVP?
1: Uh, MVP started uh, seven years ago. Uh, it takes place up in Camp Seneca Lake. Uh, I, we, uh, this is our eighth year running, and uh, this is along with my uh, partner, per Vader. Uh, we've created a, uh, a sense of a basketball camp for Yeshiva players uh, of all levels. Uh, it's five days of basketball. Uh, we have four divisions, boys entering third grade through twelfth grade. And basically the gist is, is that every player can be an MVP. Uh, it's not an elitist camp. It's for players of all levels, whether it's beginners, intermediates, and advanced. Uh, we have clinics throughout the week. We teach them fundamentals and drills. Uh, we have league games. We have three on three. We have famous MVP challenge, which is, uh, really a special, uh, special event that takes place toward the end of the week. And we focus on individual and team growth. Uh, we have an experienced staff on, on, on hand. And, uh, we have three minion in daily. Um, every single player must tend minion of uh, Shahra, Spinka, and Iron. Uh, we have guest instructors, and of course the, um, facilities at Seneca are second to none, featuring their indoor and outdoor pools. Uh, we have indoor and outdoor basketball courts, with night play. Uh, we actually have an ice cream parlor, uh, right on campus. And as well, in addition to the, uh, delicious black ocean meals, we have a nightly barbecue where all the players from all the divisions get a chance to mingle, and, uh, after all the games are played, Really uh, learn from each other, help each other, be friends with each other, uh, and it really is just a great, chilled environment for uh, both boys and girls. The girls will be placed in the following week as well, uh, separate and apart, for them to really just enjoy and appreciate uh, the game of basketball in a very, very beautiful setting and a very, very chilled atmosphere.
0: That sounds incredible. Sounds like a really great sense of community is fostered among the basketball community.
1: Yeah, it really is. So uh, in, about in addition to that, by the way, I just mentioned that MVP also. Uh, we are the sponsors of the, uh, of the Yeshiva League All-Star Games. We host the uh, All-Star Games each year, and uh, that will be coming up at the end of the season. Uh, there will be uh, an All-Star Day for the girls, as well as an All-Star Day for the boys.
0: So about how many Yeshiva League athletes would you say participate in MVP? Um,
1: over the course of the years, many many stars uh, made uh, during the course of our discussion. I may uh, highlight several uh, that stand out, but again, we have many, many players that have come through the ranks. In fact, um, some of the coaches that are currently coaching uh, in the Yeshiva League have also uh, gone through the ranks, both as players as well as counselors uh, at MVP. In fact, I just mentioned that I personally uh, interview and hire all the counselors that come. They've all been Back from Yeshiva for one year in Israel, so they are a little bit more mature, as well as they've, uh, for the most part have played in the Yeshiva League as well. So it's really a great role model, uh, for the campers to see these, uh, counselors, coaches that have gone through the ranks, not only as good ball players, but also as good role models that are attending Minion, that are adopting, and overall giving them a uh, good me in addition to
0: uh, being good ball players. Well that's that's amazing. So in effect, the basketball varsity J V previews we're about to go through, you've you've had the best chance to see the kids as close to the season as possible. Yes. Okay, perfect. So let's get to that. Let's start off with the varsity basketball. League. Let's just give our listeners a short recap, a short reminder of how last season shook out, culminating in the epic battle between D R S and Hafter at Yeshiva University.
1: Yes. So, uh, it basically came down, it was a very competitive, uh, playoff season, uh, last year in the Varsity League. And it came down to the final four of uh, Hafter facing North Shore and DRS facing Frisch in the semifinals. Uh, DRS traveled up to Frisch and defeated Frisch in the nail biter by one point. And Hafter and North Shore had a battle that, uh, ultimately resulted in Hafter, uh, succeeding and, uh, beating North Shore by two points. Set up, uh, the championship between Haster and DRS. And in the championship game, uh, it pretty much was mostly Hafter for most of the game. Uh, DRS with a furious comeback, uh, cut the lead. Ultimately, Hafter was able to hold on and secured their uh, championship, uh, winning by five points.
0: I, I happened to be at both the North Shore Hafter semifinal game, getting recaps on the, or getting updates on the DRS Frisch game as the as the night went on, because they both happened on the same night, and also happened to be in attendance at the championship game. It was a phenomenal game, but uh, Hafter really was the aggressor most of the game and really took it. You almost didn't have a sense that DRS was was. uh like I, I don't want to say belong there but you really didn't have a sense that DRS was was ready to take the crown
1: that's correct uh, but it really ultimately uh, it, was, it was a uh, it ended up being a competitive game and um, but Hafter clearly was the superior he that night
0: so that being the case since we have these two teams DRS and Hafter they're both in the east let's start off in the east let's talk about these two teams this year how do they compare to last year, and what will they need to do to get back to the championship game?
1: Well, I think when you look at the Eastern Division of the Varsity uh, Basketball League, uh, you are, these two uh, powerhouses stand out, both after and DRS. Uh, the DRS Wildcats will have last year's starters, Gabriel Eifert, Judah Levine, and Yoav Deutsch returning, along with seniors Zeb Benami. Jeremy Grody, Akiva Ackerman, and Jacob Deutsch. Uh, they, uh, have have a tremendous team chemistry. Uh, they're able to focus on the task at hand. Uh, and I think that, uh, they will ultimately prove to be a very, very serious and deep threat, uh, come playoff time. They are currently last week. They were able to, uh, defeat SAR in the Mag and David uh, preseason Basketball tournament, which features 16 20 teams from, 16 teams from the Yeshiva League, uh, and they were prove to be successful. I think that is going to give them momentum going into the early part of the season. As far as Hafter is concerned, Hafter 2 well, is a very experienced, uh, team. Uh, although they lost uh, Jonathan Greenberg from last year's championship team, uh, they will be having back Sammy Mandel Amy Perlow, Max Rosner, uh, along with, uh, Jacob Mishkin from the JV, a star from the JV who happens to have been a, uh, an MVPer, uh, and others moving up from the JV as well. So, Hafter is also a not only a legitimate threat, but a serious threat, uh, to go once again, uh, to the championship game. Um, they, uh, they, they again play a team-oriented game focusing uh, they have tremendous pressure that they, that they inflict. Uh, their press is, 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 tremendous. And their inside-outside game, uh, featuring, uh, Perlow and Rosner, as well as outside shooting from, uh, Mandel, uh, will, will prove to be a very, very strong force to contend with, uh, at the outset. Uh, Sabine Mandel did, um, injure his arm, so he is out of commission for several weeks. Uh, but I think that if they, uh, can Five, uh these early regular early season games, they will uh, definitely secure a top seed come championship
0: time. So Mandel isn't expected to be at Cooper this coming week, is he? Uh
2: it is not-
0: Okay, so we will be getting to the Cooper tournament this coming week at some point uh, over our conversation. But just getting back to it, on a little tangent, last year on our show we had a uh, we had a, a segment about greatest rivalries in the Yeshiva League. I know at least on the hockey end, I'm a very big uh, proponent of DRS Hafter being one of the greatest rivalries, if not the greatest rivalry in Yeshiva League hockey. How about basketball? Is it viewed that way? Uh,
1: clearly it does. It is. Um, definitely because of the fact that um, after sophomore year, uh, A.B. uh transferred over to after, uh, and that essentially created two very, very powerful deep teams. Uh, each uh A.B. leads after, uh more of an inside presence, tremendous off the glass, tremendous off the offensive boards, and really keeps the ball alive. Uh, and again, outside game where if uh, he would be collapsed upon by the defense he would be able to kick it out to uh, to the shooters and then back inside to him so he really is a force in and of himself sometimes having double team sometimes triple team with DRS and uh, Gabriel Eifer Gabriel is more of a finesse player uh, he has an outside game as well as uh, great moves to the basket and in the open court he can be lethal so they both feature two different styles of play, but ultimately uh, this proves to be, as we stand for this coming season, the most strongest and uh, largest rivalry in Ushiba League basketball today.
0: And we can expect Lifer and Perlau to only further that as the season goes on. Correct. Okay. Let's move on to another team. Since we discussed the the uh, DRS team from two years ago that Perlau was on, Let's go to their nemesis that season, the team that they met up with in the championship, Flatbush. Last year, Flatbush missed out on the playoffs, but as we said, this team met up with DRS in the finals two years ago. Other than Elliot Beta and Albert Richter, this is a decidedly young squad. Um, the junior group, though, went 10 and 0 last year in JV and were an overtime away from the semis. Is the inexperience of this group going to be a huge hindrance? and them making another deep run, or are they still poised to make noise in the varsity league?
1: Well, I think that they are poised to make a run. Uh, I think that, as with several teams out there, um, they're also going through a little bit of a transition with the new coaching staff, uh, led by first-year head coach Michael Korach and assistant coach Gus Kennedy. The roster does feature many of the same players that represented the school uh, two years ago in that uh, JV championship game. And like you said, it's anchored by, uh, you know, veteran senior point guard Elliot Bader, as well as coming, a junior, junior shooting guard Kevin Haddad. And the front court is not only led by Alvin Richter, but also emerging junior forward A.B.
0: The next so, A. I I like to call him the next A.B. because we spent all last year talking about A.B. Perlow in the varsity uh-huh. end. So I, I, I generally refer to A.B. Rosso as the next A.B. in our conversations.
1: So I've had a chance to follow A.B. throughout uh, his years, certainly through his high school years, and he certainly uh, has risen to the occasion, and he is, despite the fact that he's a junior, is a very, very strong player, tremendous amount of experience, and I believe the Falcons uh, that was going to be the third team I wanted to highlight from the division they are poised for an exciting season of up-tempo high-energy team basketball and uh, can pose a thorn in the side of, uh, of both after and DRS in the uh, Eastern Division
0: on that note last week we saw Flatbush take DRS to the wire and almost knock off the Wildcats to open the season what if anything can we take out of that game uh, in regards to the Falcons for what they can do for the coming year well, I
1: think that that should give them. There are no moral victories, as we know. Uh, that's at least uh, how, how I look at things. However, I think the fact that Platte did give them uh, a run and uh, they were actually leading early second half by 12 points um, and DRS was able to come back, uh, I do think that that should give the Falcons some motivation and some encouragement that they uh, can compete uh, with the big boys uh, as long well as they're concentrating and focused on playing possession by possession a team oriented game and focusing totally on what the situation is at hand they can definitely uh, make headway uh, in, in, towards the uh, towards the top of the eastern division
0: now that we've discussed the favorites can you give me sort of a dark horse that nobody might be looking at or that some people might be surprised to see make a run towards the end of the year
1: well, so I'm highlighting uh, several of, of the uh, of the teams that uh, certainly would be considered deep uh, threats, uh, but certainly among the rest of the uh, of the teams, uh, whether it's um, Mag and David, uh, led by IT Dweck uh, as the coach, hopes is a competitive uh, has a competitive team out there. Uh, YG uh, Hank, who started off quickly uh, the season already there two um, and zero, and um and Rambam can also uh, pose a threat to uh, teams as well. So I do think that, uh, I, I do think that North Shore may have a little bit more of a difficult year this year. Uh, they are, uh, missing, uh, their all-time player, uh, Cody Cohn, uh, a veteran of MVP, uh, who, uh, who graduated, uh, led them to a championship, uh, and, and ultimately they may have a little bit uh, difficulty getting back, but they're certainly always competitive, uh, and can certainly compete for a, uh, for a playoff spot as well.
0: It's very interesting because we're talking about the team that was the champions not more than two years ago and last year in the semifinals.
1: Yes, they, uh, they have suffered what, uh, what some teams often do is graduation. Uh, the, the, the league itself generally is cyclical. Uh, so it's now time that they're going to be rebuilding. Uh they do have a um, some veteran players coming up from J V. Uh but overall, uh yeah, they were at the top. And uh, that is a, there is no way to fill in the void uh that Cody Cone is
0: leading them. So let's now that we've gone through that, if you if you had the opportunity to just pick one team to come out of the East to go to the finals, and the last year we had two, who do you think is the strongest coming out of the East? Um,
1: I'm gonna list it as and 1A uh, only because again circumstances come up there are going to be upsets along the way there are going to be things that we cannot foresee uh, but clearly uh, injuries come up uh, but as as I see it today clearly it would be most likely being just DRS and Haster which ultimately depending on how the playoff seedings uh, present themselves could end up facing each other again in the finals Look
0: forward to seeing how that could work out in the East. Now let's move over to the West a bit because there's a lot there's a lot of drama going on in the West because of the of the teams. It, it seems to me like things are just a little closer in the West, really, than they are in the East. Does that does that make sense?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, I could, could, I would like to compare the Western Division of the Hockey League to the Western Division of the NBA, uh, which is loaded, which is stacked. Which has extremely, extremely competitive, powerful teams. There may be a couple that maybe stand out just above, but certainly in the middle to the upper pack, uh, these teams are going to go at each other every night, every contest, and really, really prove to be extremely, extremely competitive. Many games probably going down to the wire. I, I would start off with with the uh, fresh Cougars uh, and and and. This team is a very deep and talented team that lends a physical inside presence, a sharp shooting outside game, and Frisch's street mop suffocating defense. Uh, they're going to be led by the same coaching staff, Joe Schwartz and Ellie Davidoff, which has proven time and time again that first is always a contender. The the first seniors start the season with the sweet taste of a Sarachek victory in which the Cougars pulled off an incredible... Triple old time win over after, thereby cementing a number one national ranking in the process. And the juniors are coming off in memorable season of their own, having won the JV championship over SAR in a game that came down to a free throw just before the final buzzer. So this year's Cougars have both the experience and a winning aura going to them. So and at the same time, uh, SAR is another team that needs to be taken with. They have a veteran group as well. Uh, they have, they have big hopes for this coming season. They're led by senior captain Ariel Smith, Simon Kaufman, and Rafi Kaberski of MVP. All of them at MVP. And they have talent throughout the roster on both sides of the ball. Uh, their combination of skills and basketball smart is going to be difficult to handle in the postseason. They also feature sharpshooter, uh, Eitan Hain who also cannot be left open because he will nail down those threes at critical times. So and they're led by Poppy Halpert, uh, of course, the son of uh, YU legend uh, Johnny Halpert. And these are all, again, I'm going to highlight three or four teams here uh, that really, really have a shot in this Western division. The next team I want to highlight is the Heschel team, led by uh, veteran coach Evan Pickman. Uh They have six seniors and three juniors and some very talented sophomores that join the next Now, they are a guard-oriented team and must overcome a lack of big players. They're, they have no one over 6'2". Oh, wow. So They're going to rely on Pickman's pressure defense and up game to utilize their talent and experience of their guards. So they should be a lot for a playoff spot and can even cause some noise to both SAR and fresh, and, and they too can make a run in the playoffs. And then, uh, over the last several years, it continues. The uh, ABC as well can make some noise. Their their uh, feature: the return of Avi Glazer, Schlomo Pupnik, Shorenor, Ty Gersberg, Gabby Smith, Yosek, Braun, and Aaron Heideman. Now, in addition, several talented juniors have joined the team. But when they're led by the Twin Pistols, of Gersberg and Proctor, TABC is going to be a major force in the Western Division. They combine athleticism and smart court play, and they will also make a run. And I'll just give a, um, just an honorable mention to uh, the JEC Thunder, um, who are, uh, who are also some, uh, a team to contend with. They are led by veteran coach Ami Bornstein, who was, uh, in his first year at, uh, at JEC after coaching many years in the Yeshiva League. And uh they're going to be a force to contend with uh as well. Uh they're gonna be competing for one of the uh playoff spots in a very, very deep and talented Western division.
2: Well that's
0: amazing. So we really are we really are deep in teams when it comes time to uh to figure out who the favorites are. But you you would oh. but of, of the of the group, Frisch clearly has the one step ahead, I would say. Yes, they
1: do. Uh, Frisch does, again, because of their experience, because of their championship experience. Combine all that, uh, that, you know, when we look back on last year's regular, uh, on the playoff season, uh, they ended up losing to DRS at home by one point. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, proved, uh, how strong they can be with their, uh, dramatic run with the Saracek tournament. So they definitely are a force. Of course, uh, there's, uh, you know, Hillel, Ramaz, MTA and Kushner—they will uh, hopefully su- surprise some people uh, during the course of the season because that always happens. But primarily, these are the teams to feature uh, going into uh, going into the season in the Western Division.
0: Yeah. ironically, we spoke about North Shore in the East, champions two years ago. We get the opportunity now to talk about another team in a similar position—the team that they defeated in that finals, the Ramaz Rams. So, talk about the realistic expectations for for this storied squad
1: into this season um, Ramaz will um, will have a little bit more of a difficult season coming up uh, they um, they have a mix of players from different grades um, they're, they're developing great chemistry they have 16 players on the team to draw from because that's the size of the school but overall uh, Ramaz may be going through what we've spoken about uh, earlier that this is cyclical uh, and it just may be time for uh, other teams now to rise to the occasion and have that opportunity to snatch uh, where Ra has been on top for so many so many years uh, that right now uh, they may be uh, fighting in the um, or you know competing for a uh, middle division uh, success.
0: I guess it just goes to show the teams that are sort of in the middle or at the bottom now that all it takes is two years for your fortunes to change. and the same for those at the top. Uh, don't be too content with where you are. Don't be too complacent, because two years from now might be a different story for your schools.
2: That is correct. Okay, you so... Co-
1: You've got to seize the opportunity. If I can describe an analogy, uh, my beloved Mets, uh, you know, again, they're, they're down 3-1, but like many players have said, you have to seize this opportunity now. This is not about building for the future. You have to go for it now. Um, you know, we can't worry about tomorrow. So when you have an opportunity to lock down a game in a given situation, you have to go for it then and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: Want to, want to just take a little second here before we move on to JV to talk about, uh, the Cooper Invitational Tournament that's coming up this coming, this coming week. It's going to start this Thursday down in Memphis. Four Yeshiva League teams, uh, will be participating. We'll have, uh, defending champion, Hafter, who's going to be the three seed. We'll have North Shore going down there who will look to make a run of it as the 11 seed. Going to have, uh, let's see, who else? We'll be having Flatbush, who will go in as a seven seed, uh, which is which is very apropos. I think they're middle of the pack, but they're going to make a surprise run. And we'll also have DRS as the one seed. Um, I am going to be getting my first opportunity to go down to uh, to Cooper's this coming Thursday and actually witness the action firsthand, and hopefully create some uh, Cooper experiences. Uh, do you have any Cooper experiences? Uh, we were very fortunate to
1: have the opportunity participate in the Cooper tournament three years ago uh, when I was coaching Rambam uh, the, the tournament itself is a tremendous opportunity for schools from all around the country to get together uh, in a competitive basketball environment and spend the Shabbos together uh, from A to Z, Josh Kahane takes care of everything uh, and it really when we went it was really months and months of planning whether it's flights, whether it's um, different uh, logistics that have to be worked out uh, it, it's just an unbelievable experience, uh, and I would recommend anyone, uh, that has the opportunity to go there to, uh, to spend it to see this, uh, southern hospitality, uh, that, that this community, the Jewish community there it, it is wonderful. Uh, we actually had a unique, um, experience there three years ago, uh, and this uh, coincided with the arrival of uh, Superstorm Sandy. Oh wow. Uh, and, and basically what happened that, uh, we were all set, we had the great, Experience with the tournament we played our games we beat sheep of Atlanta and uh, we really had uh, a great experience meeting other players meeting other coaches celebrities and so on uh, but the storm itself really took that uh, was just weighing uh, on our mind so uh, as we were planning on leaving on Sunday morning uh, from Memphis we were informed that the airports had closed oh. and all the flights are canceled so um, we were not able to leave for several days. And thankfully, to the uh, credit of the uh, Memphis Jewish community there, uh, we stayed in the hotel where we had been. We were actually stranded there along with uh, SAR, North Shore and British, Uh And we were able to stay there. And yet, uh, we felt the warmth from the Memphis community, uh, where we set up a program where we davened every day over at the Shiva. Uh We had our meal there, breakfast, lunch. Uh, and dinners we had at different families' homes. Uh, it was a tremendous experience for myself as well as my wife who was there, uh, and the 11 boys that, uh, from our team. Uh, in fact, uh, we got an opportunity to turn this into a, uh, an educational experience as well, starting with, uh, sun, uh Monday when we, uh, when we spent our first day there. Uh, just to uh, mention to you that clearly everyone took enough clothing until Sunday Uh, and what we ended up doing that on Monday after dobbling and then after a week of learning and then uh, after lunch uh, we drove over to the nearest laundromat and uh, my wife Carol was able to uh, have the opportunity to teach everyone how to do their laundry because clearly that was uh, was most important and what ended up happening is, uh, while uh, washing all their uniforms you could see on the rack there on the pole a whole stack of all uniforms there Which was uh, which was pretty incredible But throughout, uh, you know, we did other things there We did at the FedEx Forum just to keep the boys occupied To, uh, to give them peace as well Because clearly, uh, you know, our school uh, were boys from the five towns, And they were in touch with their families Who were clearly suffering through Sandy But at the same time, we were able to keep them occupied Keep their spirits up uh, And ultimately, uh, we were able to secure flights to, uh, return Thursday, uh, we really developed team chemistry, which is far beyond any kind of experience that you could ever have. I think it was difficult, but under the circumstances, like I said, special thanks to the Memphis community, which was, this was something that nobody could plan on, on having to stay four more days. And, uh, clearly, uh, everyone for their resiliency, uh, to be able to, to manage through it. So it really was an incredible experience, um, and really, uh, it really was great experience.
0: I guess you can call that making the best out of a really bad uh, a really bad uh, situation, and I really yeah. hope I really look forward to to similar Southern hospitality over over the coming days, just minus the weather snafu. Correct.
1: You're you're, you're going to love it, and just uh, just uh, absolutely
0: be Very much looking forward to it. All right, let's move on to JV in the JV League with 22 teams participating there's so much to break down it really can make any sane person's head spin why don't you take us through the divisions and highlight for us who we should focus on for the coming year okay
1: um, just uh, for a moment I'll just highlight last year's uh, final four again was um, SAR played MTA in the semifinals, and Flatbush played Frisch. ultimately uh, SAR lost uh, in, in a razor thin uh, game against MTA, uh, sorry, MTA, uh, lost to uh, SAR, and, uh, Flatbush
0: triple overtime game, if I remember. Frisch.
1: I'm sorry?
0: No, the triple overtime game, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah.
1: That's correct. And, uh, and, and Frisch ended up defeating Flatbush uh, to set up a final of SAR versus Frisch, and, uh, Frisch ended up, uh, on top. By the uh, razor thin margin of a free throw uh, to secure the championship. So um, we're going to start with uh, those very two teams, uh, Frisch and SAR, clearly at the top of the path of the Western Division. Uh, Frisch continues its defense of, of its uh, of its JV crown with another talented and deep squad, um, buttressed by a solid freshman class, and uh, they're clearly going to make a deep run and a shot at raising back banners. The uh, SAR JV basketball team is looking forward to defending the division title, uh, but to finish the job after, as we said, a one-point crushing loss in last year's league championship game of the YU. They return two starters in Sammy Sokol and Oshie Bloom, plus two freshman backups eager to survive and elevate their respective games to sophomores, and several ninth-graders that are prepared to take the reins from departed superstars uh, Toby Marcus and Daniel Wosotki. So, what I would say is for SAR, look out from old world point guard Judah Oppenheimer to be the next SAR superstar. Uh, he'd be following in the footsteps of his older brother, Danny, uh, the JV Championship game MVP in 2012. And they're led by veteran and experienced coach Michael Corby. That is, uh, that's in the Western I'd also like to highlight uh, the TABC junior uh, boys junior varsity as well. They have a makeover reflected by many through freshmen. Uh They have the return of Schmolbach, Rafi Kreitman, Ellie Englard, Jonathan Fine, Ellie Hartstick, Ami Kersberg, Ephraim Sachs, and Avi Heinslander. So, as far as the Western division is concerned in the KB, those are the teams that need to be focused on uh, again there are going to be upset along the way you can never count out Ramaz you can never count out MTA Westchester is back Mahmour uh, is back to the league and of course uh, Heschel Hillel and JEC round out the uh, JV Western Division
0: alright let's go through the East anything there for us
1: yes once again with the, uh, with the JV as well as the varsity I think you have to look out for several teams. Uh, we're going to start off with Hafter. The Hafter Hawks, uh, they're coming off a very solid nine in one season. And they, their season last year was cut off by a heartbreaking loss by MTA. Uh, they hope that, uh, that they're returning nine sophomores, all by gaining new talent from the eighth grade championship team.
2: Wow.
1: From the, uh, Hafter Hawks team. They're looking for big seasons so Karinsky
2: and impact players like Jake Greenberg, Shani Laniato, and Simon Big Smiley. Mm-hmm. Oh, well.
1: They're led by coaches Harry Witkus and Michael Bauss, and they should be a formidable, uh, top tier team. Uh, we also should keep our eyes on hey, Uh, they also are going to be, uh, contending this year. They welcome, um, veteran players Moshe Khalili, as well as some talent profession led by Michael Soar. We're also going to make a run. Uh, we have to include which will also led by MVP or camper Gideon Galensky and Ellie Ross returning and fresh faces like Nadie uh They're also going to give a shot. And then we're also going to include a little flappish in this. Uh, they're led by first-year coach Gus Kennedy, and they're looking to build on last year's successful season. And then they feature several returning players from last year's squad, as well as Richie Silverman, Mos Moseri, Mose- Maurice Mose- Moseri, Sonny Carey, and other players as well. And a new players, group of new Falcons opposed to JV success. They have veteran uh, I'm sorry, freshman sharpshooter Joe Katan, plus freshman powerful Jack Rosso from the Rasso family. Mm-hmm. They're just a couple of the younger Falcons looking to contribute to another successful season of Flappers JV basketball.
0: Okay, so I just want to touch on a team that you haven't mentioned, because I think it's very interesting to note. And the team that I want to just take a glance at is Derikatora, YDH. A JV-only team this year that, for the last couple of years, has played varsity. So they have juniors on the roster because of school size. This means that a team with full varsity experience and a few varsity-age players are going to be participating, including one of the top scorers in all the varsity league last year, uh, then-sophomore, now-junior, Adam Matovic. With Motevich now playing in JV after having such success against varsity players, does YDH have a fighting chance in the JV?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Mitch Hill has always been the kind of coach that gets the most out of his players. And Adam Modovich, uh again, a, uh, an MVP camper, he is a scoring machine. Uh, he breaks down defenses, uh, and if he gets some help from the rest of his players... He can absolutely carry a team. Certainly in the Eastern Division of the JV League, uh, the experience helps them. Uh, they've been through the war, and I think uh, overall, from a um, from a decision standpoint, this was the best thing to do for Derek HaTorah. And they've already started off strong in the, uh, the JV League, and I think that they are someone that you cannot sleep on. Like I said. He is a, uh, Adam is a, uh, a, is a uh, wrecking machine where he can turn the game on its side by himself, but with the addition of assistance from his, uh, his teammates, uh, Derek Hattori can make, definitely make a deep run. They certainly will compete very strongly for a playoff, uh, for a playoff spot and can certainly give many teams a lot of trouble.
0: Right. Same question as in varsity. Who walks away with uh, with the the, amuse, the amazing, beautiful trophy, courtesy of our sponsors at Crown Trophy, of course, when the dust settles in March?
1: I'll actually just give a, a shout-out to Crown, uh, because I, I understand that in the beginning, when they are promoted, that they are uh, the best. They truly are the best. And uh, like you have said, uh, Michael and Larry are just tremendous to work with. They provide MVP for all of their trophies as well, uh, and they do a tremendous job. Um, I would say that the JV uh, will be a little bit more uh, spread out in terms of who can actually come away with the trophy, uh, but I do think that it will ultimately come down to one of uh, several teams. Most likely, uh, again, all the other teams, as I mentioned in the in the West, I just want to uh, mention again the East: that uh, North Shore and Rambam and Shari Torah and Megan David. Ezra and YVE, they all have opportunities to uh, to make some noise in the division uh, and in the league, but I do think ultimately, when it comes down to it, I believe that uh, S.A.R. and Frisch uh, will prove to be very, very strong in the West and one of three teams in the East will mostly come down to whether it's Flatbush, Haftar, or DRS, but keep an eye on a dark horse, Derek Hattora. Uh, they will go as far as only which
0: takes them. Alright. Thank you so much for your time, Judah. You can see Judah's articles in the Five Towns Jewish Times. And, uh, are things decided for MVP 2016 yet? Uh, if so, where can people find more information? And if not, when can they find out more information?
1: Well, we're just in the process of finalizing everything. It should be available on the website, certainly before Thanksgiving. Uh, we are looking forward. It's going to be a tremendous, uh, season. Uh, I can tell you right now that the uh, dates are going to uh, be the uh, August 21st to the 25th for the boys, and for the girls, it's going to be August 28th through the 31st. So we are really looking forward. Uh, again, it's similar to all sports seasons, uh, as they say. The NFL is a full-year uh, project, so the day right after MVP finishes, we start planning for the following year. So we are really looking forward to... Uh, so this coming year and have one more feature we actually uh, we are building a grant another brand new court this year which is going to be a covered court which is going to just expand our opportunity to really provide the best uh, and be the top orthodox Jewish basketball camp in the
0: country thank you so much Judah thanks for all of the information we appreciate it and we look forward to an amazing varsity and JV basketball season looking forward thank right. you once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nockham Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Thank you once again to Judah Ryan for contributing for our JV and varsity basketball season preview. Uh, after we went off the air, Judah asked me to, uh, remind everyone, uh, that coaches, uh, should send in two to three sentence recaps of their games during the season to the following email address. It's MVP4, the number four, boys at gmail.com com so that they can add to his Five Towns Jewish Times column. Uh, just like you, uh, you coaches send me your recaps. Please uh, cc Judah on them as well. His column is very thorough, very informative, and a lot of people get to see what it is that he writes. The Five Towns Jewish Times is a very, very influential newspaper in Long Island, and uh, we're very happy to be sharing the information that you hear on this show uh, every week. Additionally, we hope that Judah will become a regular contributor to the court report and will join us on shows every now and then just to give us his take and updates on the varsity and JV basketball seasons. While we still have about ten minutes left of our show, I want to go through some of the week's actions. So let's start off with varsity basketball. Uh starting off the week, Hillel defeated Kushner fifty two to twenty four. SAR dropped MTA fifty to thirty three. Rambam topped YDE 51 to 39 after started off their uh, their what Judah believes will be a dominating season, defeating North Shore in large fashion. TABC defeated Ramaz by 20, 65 to 45, and then Hank getting off to their hot start as Judah said 2-0, defeating Rambam in overtime 33 to 26, and then dropping Shari Torah 45 to 24. Taking a look at the boys' varsity, varsity standings to start off, Hank atop uh, the East at 2-0, Hafter and DRS at 1-0, Rombaum at 1-1, Mag and David not starting their season yet at 0-0, Flatbush, YDE, Shari and North Shore all at 0-1. Over in the West, Hillel, TABC, SAR, and JEC all at 1-0, Heschel and Frisch not starting their seasons yet at 0-0, MTA at Kushner, and Kushner at 0-1, and Ramaz at 0-2. But again, very much an early part of the season, and within about two to three weeks, those standings will begin to take form, as we see what Judah says uh, for each of the leagues. Moving over to JV basketball, an action-packed week. Derr HaTorah started off the season dropping North Shore 58-49, DRS upended Hank in overtime, 61 to 56. TABC defeated Ramaz, 58 to 47. YDE outlasted Rambam in overtime by three, 48-45. Mag and David dropped Torah by 19, 68 to 41. Flapish dominated Ezra to start off their season, 56-26. And JEC and Frisch both put up 60s. JEC defeating Hillal, 60 to 37. And Frisch defeating Maor 60 to 24. Looking at the JV basketball standings in the East: Flatbush, Meg David, Terah DRS, and YDE all at one and O. Haftar at O and O, not starting their seasons yet. Rambam, Hank, North Shore, Shari Torah, and Ezra all at O and one. Over in the West: SAR, Frisch, TABC all at one and JEC and Ramaz evening their seasons at one and one. Westchester MTA and Heschel and Kushner not starting their seasons yet. Hillal at 0 and 1 and Maor at 0 2. In the girls leagues, there was a bit of action over the week. We we're going to start off in girls varsity, varsity A. Um, Ramaz losing to Flatbush 43 to 26. My uh, note dro- uh, dropping their game to Hillel, 58 to 52 after upending Heschel 49 23. And S A R dominating Westchester 61 to 26. So, like the boys, it's still a very, very, very early season. But uh, as we stand, our standings now are in the East: Hafter and Floopush at one and O, Heschel and Ramaz at O and one, North Shore Central and Hank all waiting to begin their season. Out west, S A R Bruria and Hillal at one and O, at one and one. Frisch not yet starting their season, Kushner at 0 1, and Westchester at 0 2. Moving over to girls' JV, the results on the week. Uh, not too many, only two games. Uh, Frisch defeating Central 52 29, and Ramaz defeating Flopush 26 14. So, not much in the way of standings there. We will hopefully have a more full recap of the boys' and girls' JVM varsity basketball seasons on the other side of the Cooper Tournament. Again, Cooper Tournament this coming Wednesday, this coming Thursday. I keep saying Wednesday. This coming Thursday. You can catch it live on their website, cooperinvitational.com. Please, uh, it's going to be a great week of action. Uh, I look forward to uh, amazing, amazing time down there. Uh, they, they take a lot of pride down there. I went down for a couple of days over the summer And even then, the buzz for the Cooper Tournament was palpable. They take a lot of pride. It's a real communal event, and everybody pitches in. As you heard from, uh, from Judah Ride's story there, it really does ring true. The Southern hospitality is an amazing part of who they are let's move over to hockey to round out our show a couple of really big games on this past week uh, we'll start off this past uh this past uh, sunday this past monday where we had uh four games on the day After blank north shore 7 nothing yeah sorry this is varsity after blank north shore 7 nothing SAR dropped MTA five nothing. Solomon Freilich. again another big day. I believe that's seven goals on the season for Freilich in two games. JEC doubled up Mag and David eight to four. Kushner defeated Westchester nine to one. Ramaz surprising Frisch four to two in Ramaz. MTA defeating North Shore four one. TABC defeating DRS five two. That's a game we'll recap a little further on when we get back, because that was that was an exciting game and a really big game in terms of uh, in terms of the makeup of the league. Just not enough time to really cover it now. And Rambam uh, trounced Megan David seven to one, going to the standings again. Early seasons, keep keep that in mind. Hafter, Rambam, Flatbush, and uh, DRS all at two points. Hafter, Rambam, and Flatbush one and zero. DRS at one and one. Solomon Schechter at zero and two. Hank at zero and one. Megan David at zero and two. And Shore at zero and three. Sorry. Hafter is two and zero. One of the uh, unreported games was their win over Solomon Schechter last week. My apologies. Hafter is two and zero at four points, leading the Eastern Division. Over in the West. J-E-C, S-A-R, and T-A-B-C, all in a deadlock. When's the last time you heard that said about J-E-C? Congratulations to the uh, to the Thunder on their wins over the last two weeks. Uh, Thunder, The Thunder, the Storm, and the Sting are all 2-0. Then you have Kushner, Ramaz, and M-T-A all 2-0. Kushner at 1-0, Ramaz at 1-1, M-T-A at 1-2. Frisch at 0 and one and Westchester rounding out the division at 0-2. Again, though... Very early season. Uh, we will see the standings take form as the weeks go on. Quickly moving over to JV just to wrap out our show. Flatbush dominating Shari Torah in the first Central Division game, 15-1. to North Shore uh, surprising Hafter defeating them two to one in overtime, an Abe Goldman overtime goal for the Stars win there. Frisch defeating Ramaz five to two. North Shore dropping MTA eight to one. JEC a 13-0 victor over Share Toro also getting a win in the new central division. Megan David doing the same with a 6-2 win over YDE. And last night, TABC trouncing Ramaz in Ramaz 8-2. Taking a look at the new three division standings there which we will uh, which we will cover next week with mo fuchs so just pay just um, pay attention to that for the coming week next week will be the show uh, dedicated hopefully if we can get the the issues worked out with the audio will be the show dedicated to jv hockey in terms of our coverage doesn't mean we won't cover anything else just means that uh, that that's going to be where our focus will be next week so taking a look at the standings now the new three division standings in the jv hockey league before I get into the standings, I uh, just forgot to mention also that Hafter overcame their overtime loss by uh, dropping Hank in the same way in overtime. So keeping that in mind, going to the standings in the East, North Shore is in first in the East with four points at two and one. Hafter and Hank are tied, uh, each with one win and one overtime loss, giving them both three points. Hafter... Is uh, sorry, not after. DRS is behind them with two points at one and zero, and Rambam rounds out the division with zero points at zero and one. Going to the central, Flatbush, JEC and Mag and David all one and zero with two points. YDE and Torah all with zero. YDE at zero and one, Torah at zero and two. And in the West, T.A.B.C. and Frisch, both 1-0 and with two points apiece. S.A.R. not having started this season yet. N.T.A. at 0-1, and Ramaz rounding that out at 0-2. Well, that about does it for our show. Thank you once again to Judah Ryan for taking us through the JVM varsity basketball seasons. Again, I apologize to the JV hockey fans. Hopefully for next week, we will have a special episode, a special 30-minute episode, dedicated to that preview with Mo Fuchs, if we can get the audio uh, issues worked out with it. If not, we'll keep you updated as to what's going on. Next week I will be in Memphis. So, we will not have a full show. There will be a half hour show on the air. Listen for that. But again, thank you very much to Judah Ryan for taking us through basketball and we look forward to seeing what the season brings for us quickly moving over to our first words from the wise for this season i haven't picked out a uh, a theme for it but i'm going to go with an oldie but goodie i'm sure i've used this one before uh it's a young season uh, but a journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step so uh, begin taking that step forward and uh, hopefully the uh, journey will end at the top of the mountain for every one of us If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can also catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, J.M. in the A.M. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, nachumsegel.com, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Once again, a huge thank you to Judah Ryan and our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page yet on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. Tune in next week for another amazing episode of Yeshiva League Sports right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachumsegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming, only on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com.